0: Available at farmnewsnow.com or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Agriculture through a modern lens. This is The AgriPod with Alice McFarland.
1: On this episode, preliminary results of research shows pigs can be stimulated into engaging in play. The Western College of Veterinary Medicine and the Prairie Swine Center are exploring the prospects of using play to improve the emotional well-being of pigs and improve their resilience and performance. In one experiment, the behavior of two groups of pigs provided some intermittent play opportunities, and that was compared to a control group. Dr. Jolin Seddon is an assistant professor of swine behavior and welfare. She says the objective is to determine whether play could be stimulated and identify the psychological effects of play on pigs. All internationally trained veterinarians hoping to practice in Canada take their final hands-on test in Saskatoon. Three times a year, the Western College of Veterinary Medicine hosts the clinical proficiency examination process for international veterinary graduates who want to be licensed in Canada. Again, it is the only location in Canada that hosts this testing. Dr. Gillian Muir explains the testing process and how this is easing some of the stress of the veterinarian shortage across Canada. After the break, Yolande Seddon.
0: Digging into the topics that matter to you, the AgriPod with Alice McFarlane.
1: Dr. Yolande Seddon is an assistant professor of swine behavior and welfare at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine, studying the benefits of pigs and play. Well, first of all, Yolande, maybe just sort of by explaining what the goals are of this particular work.
2: Yeah, so this specific area of investigation really is looking into the role of positive animal welfare, which is a concept of increasing importance to the study and monitoring of animal welfare. Um, Really, when you think about animal welfare and trying to improve it, there's been a lot of focus on removal of negative states, uh, removal of pain, reduction of aggression, But we know that pigs are sentient beings. Uh, They have capacity to feel a range of emotions. And it is recognized that for animals to have a good quality of life, they should have the opportunity to be experiencing positive emotional states as well. Uh, This is a concept we understand is important to consumers of pork products as well, because um, consumers want to know that animals that are reared for food have led a good quality of life. And we also believe um, that because we expect, you know, if play is positive and rewarding uh, as an activity for the animals, that it should stimulate a positive emotional well-being in the pigs. And we believe that based on work that we see in human medicine, that this should be able to contribute to improved resilience and stress reduction because there is evidence that when you sort of have more optimistic Mindset and a positive emotional state that you can have uh, improved immune function and resilience to disease, for example. So this is sort of the broad area of of uh, exploratory roles in this work, and it really ties into um, novel work looking at how do we influence positive animal welfare on farm? How can we have added gains to improve resilience? And it also really also ties into animal welfare monitoring because if we can you know acquire scientific evidence that play is positive and rewarding and emotionally stimulating for the pigs then this can also go into uh, play as a metric for animal welfare assessment and the development of animal friendly husbandry systems that could hope to incorporate opportunities for play expression for example
1: And who has been involved in this project?
2: Yeah, so obviously we have the funders, as stated, is NCIRC and we have the 14 industry partners. And we also have a research advisory committee that the the research advisory committee gives input as well. But in terms of the actual scientists working on this, there's myself at the Western College of Vet Med, we have Jen Brown as a collaborator at Prairie Swine Centre. We have some scientists from uh, a German research group that are focused on studying positive animal emotion that we've had connection with as well. And we also have our PhD student, Carolina Steinerova, who is leading this work here at the WCBM. And at the moment, at the stage we're at, we're still exploring the role of play promotion and how it influences. Uh, animal emotional state. So that work has been done in controlled trials at the Prairie Swine Centre to date.
1: Talk to us about where this work took place and maybe share with us the ages and the number of pigs that you're working with.
2: Yeah, so the the research goal for the ENSA comprises of a series of experiments. We actually had a first experiment looking at play in piglets which we are yet to finish the data analysis of. Well, we haven't got results from that yet. Our second experiment, we've actually been looking at play promotion in indoor systems in uh, grow finish pigs, because this is a two pronged experiment where we want to understand if, Play promotion is possible in commercial systems as a proof of concept and to actually measure the emotional response on the pigs and determine if it is showing positive animal welfare attributes. So that work as a controlled trial is taking place at the Prairie Swine Centre. And then we also will be continuing our work to look at if there are production benefits. So looking at whether it can improve resilience against diseases, for example, that's due to be our next experiment. And then finally, when we have this collection of evidence together, the idea is to take it onto commercial farms and see, well, how do we make it more commercially applicable? Because at the moment we are still in the proof of concept stage. So our current experiment that has been completed was looking at 288 grow finished pigs, studying them in three batches from 10 weeks of age to 21 weeks of age where they were slaughtered. And the goal of this was really to see, can we effectively promote and sustain play in intensive production systems? And are we able to take measures that can demonstrate that it has improved the emotional state of pigs, resulted in positive emotional states and resulted in a stress reduction?
1: What specifically were you looking at and how was that information gathered?
2: Yeah, so this study, we tried to look at a proof of concept for play promotion in grow finish pigs. So we had three treatments, control animals, reared as standard, and two treatments that were provided with play opportunities. The play opportunities involved the provision of novelty in the form of enrichment three times a week, the idea was to be intermittent, to provide a rewarding uh, positive event. And this novelty was either given in the play pen, uh, which was pigs were released into a large area where they had extra space as well as the novelty, or they, it was provided in their home pen. And the idea there was to see whether we need extra space in order to support play promotion or whether it can be effectively done in a home pen scenario. We took behavior recordings to establish how play uh, was increased or not over the weeks across all treatments, and we also took some behavior measures training a subgroup of pigs in a behavior test in order to establish how their emotional state is in response to a neutral scenario where they've been trained to distinguish positive and negative clues. We also took measures of heart rate variability again, to look at the emotional state of the pigs. It's a physiological measure of emotional valence. And we also took saliva samples as a measure of cortisol for the stress response, but also salivary amylase A, which can also tell us about another part of the stress response related to the
1: fight-or-flight response. And what have your key findings been so far?
2: So far, we have positively found that we can successfully promote play in our current systems through the use of uh, intermittent novelty. Um, And we found that both play treatments were equally effective, which means that we don't necessarily need to be giving them lots of extra space to achieve this. And we found that compared to our regular control treatment, play was significantly increased in, in both play treatments across uh, from week 10 all the way to week 21. Although the play did decrease over that time period, it still remains significantly, and we believe biologically significantly higher than the control treatment, which had a much lower level of play. But play was present in small amounts in the control treatment, but it did decrease significantly over each of the weeks that we observed. So at the moment, this has shown that we have an effective proof of concept, and the fact that we gave it intermittently means that we can probably streamline this and automate it for scaling up into larger systems. We also found some preliminary evidence from the uh, behavior testing that indicated that uh, our play pigs were able to be successfully trained for this behavior test, whereas we really struggled to successfully train control pigs. We believe that's because having access to the play treatments and the novelty increased their um, trainability, their coping skills to a novel situation and possibly made them more confident pigs. And we found at the moment numerically that we had a higher percentage of uh play treatment responses to a neutral sound, suggesting that the animals were optimistic in their behavioural response. Um, But we do need to do further analysis on this because it was a complicated behaviour
1: test. So what is the significance of these results and who will make use of this information? I think
2: once we've finished all this work, there will be significance to these findings because we're able to input and demonstrate that we could support increased uh, metrics of quality of life in intensive systems. And if we are able to collect scientific data that shows that pigs are finding the play experience rewarding, and it is leading to positive changes in their emotional state, We have scientific evidence, then, that play is a a metric for positive animal welfare. So play can also be incorporated into animal welfare assessment schemes as a measure of positive welfare and positive emotional states. If we know that we can support play in systems, we have a, a, a method for farmers to support good animal welfare in existing systems, which you could take this concept far to enhance product quality attributes. And if we are able to find evidence that because pigs find play rewarding, that it is able to improve their, uh, for example, disease resilience and overall resilience, then we actually have a win-win situation where we have... A management change that could be made to improve animal welfare and also improve quality of life and resilience of the pigs for the benefit of production systems.
1: And do you see pork producers perhaps adjusting their practices based on what has been learned from this study so far?
2: We expect uh, at this stage from our proof of concept that we will have information that can go into enrichment routines for pigs in order to support, um, you know, clear, clear evidence of reward systems for pigs in their enrichment routines. Um, We also think that depending on the findings of this research if it had shown extra space is beneficial for example there might be changes in barn designs in the future for uh, development of as, as they're being called animal friendly housing systems and it has been talked about before that as housing systems evolve for animals and we start to learn more about components that are important for animal welfare that we're making sure that this is incorporated into the design And we do expect that our our current experiment was very labour-intensive, but we were able to show a proof of concept, so we do expect that for this to be applicable to production systems, it needs to be streamlined and probably automated so that this is something that can be delivered to animals on large-scale farming systems um, to achieve
1: benefits. Dr. Yolan Seddon is an assistant professor, swine behaviour and welfare at the University of Saskatchewan. After the break, the Western College of Veterinary Medicine Dean, Dr. Jillian Muir, on the recruitment and testing of international veterinarians.
0: Digging into the topics that matter to you, the AgriPod with Alice McFarlane.
1: Dr. Jillian Muir is the Dean of the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, We are aware of the uh, desperate situation with the shortage of vets in rural areas. And one way to ease that has been bringing in internationally trained veterinarians. And, and those vets wanting to practice in Canada can take their final hands-on test in Saskatoon. So maybe first of all, just explain what that process is.
0: Clinical proficiency examination is the final qualifying examination for foreign trained veterinarians to become qualified to work in Canada. The WCVM has been offering this examination for many, many years now, and in fact, we are now the only site in Canada that will host this examination for international veterinary graduates. It's quite intensive. The applicants for this exam need to demonstrate their competency in a number of areas that cover the breadth of what veterinarians do in Canada. So food animal practice, equine practice, surgery, anesthesia, small animal medicine, medical imaging, a whole number of the regular work that veterinarians do all the time. This clinical proficiency exam is a hands-on clinical exam where applicants need to demonstrate their actual hands-on clinical competency. Before the exam is taken, there's a number of written exams that uh, applicants need to pass before they get to the stage.
1: And your staff handle these examinations?
0: Certainly, some of the veterinarians and veterinary technicians working in the, in the hospital are involved in this examination, but as well, many of the clinicians around Saskatoon are qualified to be examiners in this test.
1: And what is the passing grade for this work? Right now for the clinical proficiency
0: exam, it's around a 70%. So if we, on average, if, if we run four of these exams a year, we can um, have 78 applicants for these exams. And so we, with that pass rate, we're putting about 55 international veterinary graduates into the workforce every year.
1: So maybe just explain for us how badly needed those foreign trained veterinarians are uh, in Canada and are there a lot of positions available across the country?
0: Absolutely. I mean, as you know, there's a, a veterinary workforce shortage across the country um, and particularly also in Western Canada. So being able to license more veterinarians in Canada is really is helping to address that shortage.
1: Where are these veterinarians coming from?
0: They come from all across the world. So Europe, Asia, South Asia, all across the world.
1: Do you find that some of those veterinarians choose to stay in Western Canada and fill the positions that are so desperately needed right now?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So licensing in veterinary medicine is a general license. So veterinarians are qualified to work in any aspect of veterinary medicine. But for sure, many of these successful applicants will be working in large animal and food animal practice. The Canadian Veterinary Medical Association um, is, administers this exam, so they, the applicants will apply through the Canadian Veterinary Medical Association, and then the, the Western College of Veterinary Medicine is, is the host for, the, for this clinical proficiency examination, so that all, all um, applicants will need to come to Saskatoon to, to, um, to do this exam. Um, as for positions, um, applicants will be looking in their home provinces to look for jobs.
1: Now, I understand that the pandemic caused a backup in bringing in some of those veterinarians.
0: It did. Actually, COVID uh, really impeded our ability to offer this exam as frequently because, of course, it's a hands on, face to face examination. People needed to fly in or come into Saskatoon to participate in the exam, and so we could only offer fewer exams during COVID. So there's a bit of a a backlog now. We've got people lined up waiting to take this exam. We'd like to offer it more frequently. Um, Again, because of our, uh, we're at capacity, as you know, with our veterinary student class size, so it is mainly our physical capacity that that limits us from being able to do this examination, but we are looking, working with the Canadian Vet Med Association to expand the number of times that we can um, offer this exam, and we would like to actually um, expand further so that we can offer this exam on a much more regular basis so that we don't have this kind of backlog.
1: That was Dr. Jillian Muir, the Dean of the College of Veterinary Medicine at the University of Saskatchewan. Here are the top agriculture stories from the week of January 16, 2023. Alberta Canola reported that it had been the target of a spearfishing attack in August. Payment for one invoice was diverted to a fraudulent account. The attack was discovered when the perpetrators tried a second attempt. Chair Roger Chevreau said there is still an ongoing police investigation, so that was all the information he was willing to share. He said the good news is the organization had systems in place and caught it right away. Alberta Canola has implemented new and ongoing cybersecurity training for staff and directors. Saskatchewan is getting involved in a B.C. court case. The government said it was joining Manitoba in seeking leave in federal court to intervene in a judicial review of the Vancouver Fraser Port Authority's new gateway infrastructure fees. Saskatchewan's Justice Minister Bronwyn Eyre said the province depends heavily on exports and the fees could significantly increase costs for Saskatchewan goods moving through the port. A shot of very cold weather in December lowered shipping numbers for both railways. CN and CP were only able to provide car orders in the 60% range. Milt Poirier with QGI Consulting compiles the stats for the Ag Transport Coalition – The stats that were the most concerning were the idle cars, in fact, 5,000 for both CN and CP. He said the last time those numbers were that low was due to the washouts on lines heading into Vancouver. Federal Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebo took part in a four-day trade mission to the UK and Germany. Bebo met with the UK's Minister of Food and Rural Affairs and UK Heads of Agriculture and Food and Drink Associations to promote trade. She also spoke at the International Grains Council Forum to highlight Canada's support for Ukraine, world food security, and sustainability in the grains value chain. Bebo also traveled to Berlin, meeting with global trading counterparts to discuss international farm trade, and attended the Berlin Agriculture Minister's Conference to discuss how food systems can best respond to multiple crises. The Saskatchewan government and Sask Pork announced they would be investing $1 million in getting ready for a possible outbreak of African swine fever. The Agriculture Minister, David Merritt, said being prepared for and responding to animal diseases are critical to supporting Saskatchewan's swine industry. The province will provide $700,000 in funding to support swine disease mitigation efforts, while Sask Pork will contribute $300,000.